God damn radio on the fritz again. In the the case of nuclear or radiological fallout, people living around potential targets such uh, as change military that. bases I and can't chemical be plants that again. may be see, advised see to evacuate. Oh, hey, put on that barebone show you were listening to the other day. The date is April 24th, 2023, episode 27, with your host, Saberstein, EJ, the founder at B-Bands. It's your weekly dose of Web3 news, opinions, market analysis, and updates. This show is sponsored by Space Skellies. Please see the links above for more information. The show is entertainment news information. Don't be silly. This is not financial advice. None of the topics discussed should be taken as such. If you're interested in these topics, please do your own research. This week, we'll be joined by special guest AMA. She's a crypto, uh, she's a, I'm sorry, a marketing queen and the founder of Angry Mods NFT, an OG at Hype Cartel and former Vander Media leadership. For those who know uh, marketing giant Gary Vanichuk, aka Gary V, we'll be ch- chatting with her shortly after our um, news. Barry Bones Newsreel. April 24th, 2023. I wanted to recap real quickly as to what um, my first experience at NFT NYC. Now, this is the first conversation that I had with anybody in New York City. So basically what happened is I get off the airplane, I get to my hotel, I'm hungry, I go to across the street to like this Detroit style pizza shop and my bartender slash server had his laptop open he had, was looking at charts at, on, at the bar while he was on Twitter and he was wearing a hat that said DGEN. I was like, I literally hit the jackpot when I walked into this place. I was like, oh my God, because I needed some time to kill. And I was like, this is amazing. So I got to talking with him and I find out that um, he is part of the uh, Metaverse HQ uh, headquarters group on Twitter, which is like 31,000 followers. And he helps manage that. I found out that he's like a huge degen, loves like, um, you know, airdrop hunting and doing all these different things. And he's also uh, a bartender. So he was like multitasking. It was just it was just such a great conversation. He was just a delight. I just wanted to share that with you because um, I felt like it was just so such a perfect. It was like the universe was just like saying like, hey, this is good. You are in a good thing. You know what I mean? So just wanted to share that real quick with you guys. And um, if you are interested in. Uh, finding out who he is, you can go to metaverse underscore HQ on Twitter. And he has his own uh, separate Twitter thing that's called Dive Bars Rule. So super interesting character, um, knows a lot about the city. So if you guys want to link up with him. So I also, our next story, I wanted to talk about the 420 effect. Like it seems that a whole bunch of NFT projects want to launch on 420. 
Like that's the day, you know, April uh, 20th, the day everyone uh, celebrates toking up. Apelians, Stoned Islands, Seidel, along with some other projects. Two of the projects that I mentioned are centered around being in a higher state of being, you know, being high. <laughs> and um, the Apelians one that I mentioned is an evolving NFT, which begins as a larva. These are interesting projects. They have some possible upcoming utility. So if you want to check that out, that would be great. Now, the projects didn't mint out on 420, which I'm sure would have been epic. Um, and I can see the appeal of minting on 420 because it is my favorite holiday. But if everyone is in the like, same ecosystem and is also kind of as associated and has the same idea, could this essentially hurt the chance of minting out on Mint Day? So basically on that day, you're like going in between Mint parties on Twitter spaces, jumping in and out of discords to make sure you're not missing any alpha for minting. Also, possibly not max minting because there's other projects that you would like to mint as well. Next year, this is going to happen again. There'll be another round of 420 mints trying to catch the attention of the community on the day that no one can remember to pay attention. I think this is extremely interesting concept or, you know, maybe it's genius because you're paranoid when you're high. Right. So you could like have increased FOMO fears of uh, FOMO feelings like fear of missing out. And you like essentially will mint. Just some thoughts that I had on that because I was having some issues jumping around trying to mint on 420. I did mint, though, all of my mints, and it was fantastic. And our next one, um, have you ever wanted to develop your own game? Well, with ChatGPT, you can. You can learn how to code, decide on what gaming engine you would like to use, incorporate design principles into the game you're creating. Uh, some platforms I know of already, like mech.com, it's like an AI platform that has these tools for building the game already set up. And this is to help facilitate... Um, game development and make the experience more streamlined. So if you're interested in something like that and you wanted to be a game developer, I definitely would uh, check that out. For another gaming story, imagine playing Zelda with a flute controller. Now you can on Polygon. So how the game works is you have an Ocarina controller and it's like a flute and you blow into it and makes, you can hear the sounds come through the computer and um, it activates your character. So like I was watching the streamer and she was like blowing into the flute, like different, there was different holes and he was like jumping, swimming, like attacking and stuff. And it looked very, very difficult. Uh, it looks like a blast. I would love to do that. And I wonder like after you get really good at the game, if it becomes easy to play the flute. So like you're like enjoying creating like a little musical experience for yourself, relaxing and also playing the game. So if you're interested, the game is called The Breath of the Wild, and it is on Polygon. AI hallucinations. This is what they're calling misinformation. This is uh, that's provided by ChatGPT or AI. Um, at the same time, developers are also attempting to use AI to be the misinformation detector. I know this has been a problem that was covered in an open AI blog. They're trying to stop the spread of believable fake news created by AI, which now that they're calling hallucinations. Now, all this information that is being entered is creating like another reality with which like you could like AI could consider it a subjective truth. So what they what they've created is this like AI fact checker. And what it does is you put the you know information in there and it sources through a bunch of uh, information and kind of like tries to you know, check if this is, if this information is correct. I'm kind of interested to see how this all continues to roll out as, you know, in me media and everything, we're constantly 
getting, taking in information, taking in information. And like with this AI hallucinations, I wonder how much of the hallucinations we're going to be taking in and kind of unfortunately incorporating them in our everyday lives. Uh, Gary Ginsler, possibly to be removed as a chair of of, of the SEC. After the recent hearing where he was questioned about his role and what he has been doing, if he is replaced, the SEC will be restructured. And there are theories have emerged that Gary is like the scapegoat. And if the SEC um, ends up with a worse person in charge and others are a little bit more hopeful, there is this new House Committee of Financial Services, which was created on quarter one and of 2023 of this year. So it was like January. Um, and this is like a checks and balance for the financial service departments uh, like the SEC. Solana headliners. So Helium has now migrated to Solana. So they to commemorate this migration, 991,000 NFTs were minted on the blockchain, representing each added node. Helium runs a 5G network for their layer one solution. Also, some more Solana news. They're using carbon emission software supplied by contracts by Tricarbana. So this emissions data is for is loaded into um, this software is loaded onto the node and is checked every two weeks. I think it's very interesting because they're trying to see what kind of carbon print they're leaving. Um, I'm not sure what checking every two weeks does, but maybe uh, they'll help streamline uh, the carbon footprint. They are also supposed to be launching a cell phone called Saga, which um, Solana was slated to release on April 13th. Um, More details coming out as this rolls out. And last but not least, uh, real quick, some of the billions of dollars loaned to a bankrupt 3AC Capital made their way to high-end Grail NFTs that they purchased. Now, they were uh, spread between two wallets. Uh, Remember on Bare Bones, we had covered that big NFT wallet with high-end art that 3AC Capital had spent about $35 million on these NFTs. Well, the collection is now worth much, much less and is being auctioned off at Sotheby's. And on that note, um, I will switch, go over to Sabre. Good morning, everybody. Let's get into this, this week's crypto market analysis. Sorry. So on the weekly timeframe, price entered the strong supply zone between 29000 to 31600 but only managed to push to 31,000 before selling off last week to close below the supply zone to create a bearish engulfing candle. So we've been talking about this. Saber? Oh, sorry. Oh, real quick. I just wanted to let everybody know that she has included the charts at the top of the nest. I just wanted to remind everybody that they can go and uh, take a look at what she is talking about. Sounds good. Thank you. Um, so we've been talking about the supply zone forever for like the last I don't know, two months probably. And so I wasn't surprised that we rejected the first time we entered. So next we will watch to see if this week's candle closes below the bearish engulfing. So it would need the candle body to close below roughly 27,150. This would signal the beginning of a bearish downtrend until price moves to the next strong support. So that next strong support is around that $25,000 area. And we've been talking about that for a while, which just tells you, I guess, how long we've been within this range for. Now on the daily time frame, you can see we broke below the 10 SMA, bounced off the 20 SMA as support, but the absence of buyers at $30,360 caused price to break below the 10 and 20 SMA in one trading day. So it broke below two um, of the SMA supports. Price then came back up, 
retested the 20 SMA, which signaled the short entry, and that took price down to the 50 SMA, where support was found. So now we have the 10 SMA crossing down over the 20 SMA, which when this happens, it signals a potential short entry. So the confirmation is price moving up back up to the cross, roughly 28,600, and rejecting that cross. So anytime you have um, a lower SMA, so the 10 SMA in this, in, in, this, in this one, crossing down over the 20 SMA, because it was previously, previously all the SMAs were pointing up, everything was happy, we're uptrend, everything was good. So once you have that first 10 SMA crossing down, down over the 20, that will always signal a short entry, a short possible short entry, and possibly the beginning of a downtrend. Now, of course, if we if we um, reject off the crossing, go down to the 50, and then the 10 SMA crosses down over the 50, uh, that signals another potential short entry, and that that's this it's the same thing as when we were going upwards, right? You had the 10 SMA below um, the 20, the 50, the 100, and the 200, and so once they started crossing back up. The 10 crossing back up over those higher um, SMAs, those are the long entries, right? So now you just have, we're now we're just switching it and we're going downwards instead. So the big test will be that $25,000 area if we get down there to test that large support area. That is also the break above our almost one year long range, right? So it's ideal that we would retest the top of that range, confirm support if we want to see further upward movement. So if Bitcoin can find large buyers in that area, then we will likely push upwards to test the supply zone once again. And I say large buyers because us small buyers are not moving market. You want to find people that are making large buys in that area and confirming that area support if you want to go up. So if we fail to find the buyers and price breaks below, then we will likely see that 21,500 area again. And breaking below that area would mean we lose the 200 SMA on the daily time frame of support, which would put bears back in control. So right now bulls still have control, you know, just because we, just because we we'd had that bearish engulfing candle, which, you know, I know end of last week that looked pretty daunting for a lot of people, right? Watching price go from like thirty one thousand to twenty seven, it is pretty daunting, right? Um, but technically, we're still in a bullish uptrend on the weekly, so it's not all doom and gloom. Uh, so that leads into me saying that right now the weekly time frame is still bullish as the uptrend is currently still intact. Um, on the daily time frame, I would say that we're in. Um, we're, we're still in an uptrend, but we're definitely closer to potentially going bearish. And like I said, if we do see a uh, rejection off of that crossing, I would consider, um, I would consider that bearish and potentially getting into a bearish downtrend on the daily. Um, so this is why I give an idea above for a short entry as that trade does have more reward versus risk at the, at the moment. So the closer you get to the major support, meaning $25,000 area, the lower the reward is to go short. And that's where you'd be looking to enter a long position until price breaks below. Um, so regarding the $25,000 area of support, be careful with trading it as everyone, their mothers, their grandmothers, their cousins, their whatever, will be looking to go long as it is an obvious area. So I wouldn't be surprised if Bitcoin deviated below only to break back above as deviations or fake outs are a way for market makers to liquidate or stop you out before the move goes the way that you thought it was and moves on without you. So unless you have high conviction, I would trade spot or very low leverage. Otherwise, your stop loss would have to be too tight to allow for that potential deviation, and you're likely going to get wicked out. Um, so 
And I also want to mention that this is a very mentally challenging market to trade in. The psychology involved in trading a bear market can really push a trader and or investor to question what they even know about the market. All that we can do in this time is to block out the noise, aka the majority of crypto Twitter, um, practice risk management, meaning take profits when you are in profit, and keep a small amount as your like moonbag, quote unquote moonbag, right? To cure the FOMO and take breaks when you can to keep your mental health intact. So if you're worried about the fact that Bitcoin went from 31,000 to 20, you know, 7,000 in you know, only a few days, that means that you're probably too overexposed, right? Because if you bought anywhere sub 20,000, you should have been taking profits. I'm not trying to say this to be mean, right? But risk management says you want to be taking profits, right? So scaling out as you're hitting your um, goal percentages. And you should, like, you definitely should still have your moon bag, right? For if we go above 32,000 and, and, you know, confirm that as support and get up to, you know, the 40,000s. But you definitely need to be taking those profits so that when these moves happen, and this could also just be, you know, us going down to retest 25,000 to go back up again, right? But if you're feeling those emotions because you see these red candles, generally that means we're a little overexposed. So just some um, thoughts for this week, as you know, we definitely could see a little bit of upside to retest, and then we could go right back down to closer to that 25,000 area. So just make sure that you're taking those opportunities as we go up, to scale out of positions if you can, uh, just to make sure you're taking profits since you're not too, um, you know, illiquid. You want to you want to be liquid for those dip opportunities. Thanks, guys. And now over to EJ for the traditional markets. Good morning. How's everyone doing? Good. 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 Yeah. No good. I like it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, sorry, I was late. I forgot I had to uh, uninstall Twitter and reinstall it because. My app was all bugged and I couldn't join Spaces the other day. Uh, but yeah, we're here and I thank you for all the breakdowns. It's been pretty boring across the crypto market for quite some time. Uh, we're hoping something comes out of it the next few weeks. But that does bring us into the standard stock market. And last week, uh, we'll get right to it. The S&P 500 was down. It closed 0.1% down, not much. NASDAQ was down 0.4, and Dow Jones was down 2, or sorry, 0.23, and the Russell 2000 actually closed above at 0.58. And we did have one of the biggest earnings last week that was Netflix. Usually I don't cover earnings, but Netflix cracked down, quote unquote, on their password sharing, and their revenue actually was below what was expected. So that was something, if you guys are in these Netflix stocks, would have been great plays. Um, but that leads us into this week, a little bit of a market recap for what's going to be happening is this week, several major U.S. companies announced significant layoffs. I don't know if you guys have seen this. Uh, we did mention this a while back in one of the biggest ones being Facebook. Um, but there's significant layoffs and amid ongoing economic instability and high inflation. Lyft are set to cut 1,200 jobs, um, and the Whole Foods it plans to eliminate several hundred corporate positions, so not just the bottom of the employees, but actually corporate positions. Meta, which is Facebook, continues its massive layoff, affecting 4,000 or more employees, bringing the total number of job cuts since November, just since November, to over 21,000 employees laid off within a short time frame. Open Door will let go of 560 employees, 
following a, a previous reduction of 18% of its staff in November as well. Um, and then these layoffs reflect the growing financial pressure on major firms and they navigate an uncertain economic landscape. So if you guys are in the job world, you have a job, be, just be happy you got a job and be thankful for what you have. Uh, but with that being said, also make sure you're getting paid well and the job economy for employees that want to work is also in a correlation of paying the proper amount. So what I mean is if you're out there and you're looking for jobs or you have a current job, inflation's up, your raise and your pay should be up. Um, if your company's doing business and they're doing well, you know it deep down how well they're doing. Um, it's okay to ask for a raise. But with that, we move into this week. Um, that's all I had as that's going to play a big role into what's happening. But on Monday, which is today, all day shareholders uh, record with Lucid Group will vote on six proposals at the company's annual meeting. Lucid is a uh, electric vehicle energy company. So this is something to keep an eye on. Uh, Lucid has done very well, extreme high-end vehicles, uh, not, quite, uh, not quite as easy accessible as Tesla, but they do play a big factor in what's coming. Tuesday, um, we have the HPI report is expected to show a 2% gain for Case Schiller and home price for February and a declaration from the 3.8% growth in January. Um, these numbers hopefully will be right around that 2%. If they are not, then we could see a little change in the market, probably nothing crazy. Uh, that leads us into Wednesday. The monthly report on durable goods is expected to show a 0.9 increase for March. This could be something that can move the market if numbers are quite off. So look for the numbers. If you're watching these job reports, there are apps on your phone. There are websites you can monitor that will literally tell you right away if the numbers are off right when they're reported, if they're above or below. So you can plan accordingly. But 0.9% increase is what we're looking for for durable goods for March. Um, Thursday, 8.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. The latest update on this is the biggest one uh, as I, you know, said earlier, the latest update on initial jobless claims is expected to show an increase to 250,000 to suggest additional labor marketing soft is softening even further. Um, just this feeds into what I said earlier. So Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, look for the market to start to move a bit. Uh, that leads us into the last day of the week, Friday, 8.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Federal Reserve favorite inflation gauge will arrive with the economic forecasting a 0.3% of a monthly rise and 4.5% year over year. All that means is this is when PCE numbers and everything are measured. So please be safe from Wednesday and it, it kind of gets more serious through the week. So Wednesdays, watch it for the durable goods. Thursday's gonna be a little shaky with jobless claims. And then Friday with the PC, PCE and inflation coming around, it will get more serious. Um, plan accordingly, just like Sabre said, uh, have your stop losses in play. If you don't have stop losses, monitor your trades. Or if you want to have a stress-free week, don't trade. Uh, that's always an alternative. Sometimes it's better to sit on your hands. But with that, guys, have an amazing week. Um, and if you have any questions about any of this, we do drop this in our Discord after the shows are over um, into the market discussion channel. And if there's ever any questions, feel free to reach out to any of us and we'll get you taken care of. 
And with that, Vans, I'm going to pass it back to you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So um, we've decided to do the announcements at the end. So um, we're going to chat with AMA. Like she's been waiting so patiently. Um, She's been awake (laughs) for so long. (laughs) AMA, I'm so glad you joined us. I'm so happy um, you're here. Um, Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Well, well, there are a few things that I wanted to make sure that we covered. I am so interested in the angry mods. I'm so interested in your upcoming VCon panelist, um, that you're going to be a panelist for VCon. And I'm also also interested in this fact fractional marketing thing that you um, have in your page and you were chatting about before. So maybe you can kind of Tell us a little bit about some of those things, and then we can kind of progress the conversation from there. Yeah, sounds good. Um, so just kind of a little background. Before Web3, um, I was a marketer. Uh, I worked for a lot of big agencies uh, in New York City. So I was predominantly you know, a Web2 uh, marketer and creative director. So I used to work on like big brands, you know, Coca-Cola and Kraft and um, Samsung, you know, and primarily my experience led me to Gary Vee. And that's how I ended up at VaynerMedia. Um, And that was an amazing experience, you know, all on its own. Um, But Gary is the one that convinced me to actually leave agency world, uh, put my hat in the ring as an entrepreneur. So I started a startup. Um, and then, you know, after raising funds and, you know, working on launching, um, I had to pivot to make sure I had uh, financial income coming in. So I became a fractional marketing director. Um, and basically what that means is I, I fractionalized being a, a senior level marketing member for multiple clients at once. So it was small businesses, which I found very rewarding, actually. Like I found working with other founders and small businesses, I'm able to really make more of an impact than I was, you know, working on uh, Samsung or Coca-Cola, for example, because, you know, what you're doing is just a small drop in the bucket for, you know, such a large company. But it was nice to be able to, you know, take what I learned from working in, you know, the big, uh, big brand marketing space to how do you really do that, you know, at a fractional level and make smarter decisions. Um, so that's kind of how I, how I started out. I moved all of my work into Web3 uh, earlier in the year, uh, last year. So when I started working for clients, um, you know, in the Web3 space, um, I realized, wow, like we have a really long way to go when it comes to hiring. Um, And my aha moment there was when I was, I started interviewing moderators and in the same day, interviewing for the same position, I would have someone in Nigeria who was willing to work for a hundred dollars a week. And I'd have someone in New York who wanted a hundred dollars an hour. So there was a big discrepancy between, you know, what different people around the world needed and what the different roles and responsibilities were. Um, So I've always kind of had this in my mind that 
we have we have opportunities in the Web3 space to really make hiring um, more inclusive across the board and making sure that people are getting paid because a lot of them are working for free um, or they're working for a small percentage of mint, which sometimes never happens. Uh, so that was kind of in the back of my mind. And one day I was in a webinar and somebody said, oh, don't ever piss off your mod. And I made a joke in the chat that that should be a free mint called Angry Mods. And it should kind of highlight all the bullshit that moderators have to put up with in the space for like little to no pay. Um, and my DMs blew up and the chat blew up and everyone was like, you have to build that. You have to build that. And I kind of was like, yeah, yeah, you know, okay, maybe I'll do it. Um, but over the course of a couple of months and, you know, working more in the Web3 space, the more I felt compelled to do it. And especially since, you know, people were continuing to message me on Twitter and be like, so are you going to do that Angry Mods thing? Because, you know, I'd really love to help you do it. Um, so what I did was I, I started a discord where I allowed invite only, uh, moderators in the community to come in. So it's a, you know, a safe place for them to talk about the challenges of actually being a mod and, you know, what it takes to do the job and what it takes to get paid. Um, so I, I require people that come into the, um, the discord, they answer a survey so they give me, you know, here's what I'm making in my region so I can put out averages to the team and let them know, okay, you know, if you're in uh, the U.S., you know, here's the average hourly rate. You know, if you're in other countries, here are the, the average hourly rates there um, and building out other professional tools. And that, that's kind of what we're doing right now. Uh, but we do have um, the NFT collection, you know, in the works. So that's something that'll come and it'll be free for the moderators of our community. And it'll be paid beyond that to help basically build a community wallet so that they can get training. And, you know, down the road, it'll turn into like a larger uh, hiring platform. Um, my husband teases me and says that, you know, I should just start my own advertising agency, which I really don't want to do, but ultimately this feels like it's, it's going to turn into, you know, an agency of sort, like down the road where I can connect clients to people in the web three space, you know, so matching them up by skill set and, uh, things like that. Um, so that's kind of what led me to where I am right now. So I, you know, I spend, um, probably half my time on client work, the other half of my time is, you know, participating in Web3 and being part of the communities that I'm in uh, and working on uh, Angry Mods. And yeah, the, the VCon thing isn't um, public knowledge yet. So, oh, <laughs> so much for keeping oh, that on the download. But it's did, okay. Did you, it's wait, okay. did you tell me that? It, oh my God. Oh, I'm going to go back uh, and read my message. No, I, I mean, no, you know, so they haven't, they haven't announced like, who the who the winners of the community stage are yet they just announced on friday that you know the winners had been uh messaged and you know are are like getting all sorted out but they haven't actually put out the list of i think there's like 20 somewhat people that were uh chosen to be part of the community stage but it's okay i mean you know they'll i'm sure they'll announce it like today or or tomorrow um 
but I'll be part of a panel that talks about building community uh, in the Web3 space with um, a couple of other people uh, on the stage. So I'm super excited about that. I went to VCon last year and it was absolutely amazing experience. So I'm super excited to be going back this year. I'm so, you know, I'm uh, that this is the second year that it's doing this, this VCon thing. What did you like so much about um, last year's VCon event? I had actually never been to anything sort of like this. And the, the best way to explain it is if anyone in the audience has been to um, South by Southwest. So like if you combine South by Southwest with Coachella, you would end up with VCon because it's it's a festival of sorts. Like, you know, it's it's a lot of people who are really, really passionate about what Gary has built. And it was a little funny, you know, for me to see, like, I mean, there was about 6,000, 7,000 people there last year. So like to see like 7,000 Gary fans in one place was pretty surreal. Um, But, you know, there was music, there was games, there were, you know, panels, there was, you know, a Ferris wheel, like in the middle of the stadium, there were musicians that were like, you know, on the main stage, like, you know, through the night. So it was like, just this really amazing combination of learning and culture and music. And, you know, it was amazing. Like I'm, I'm an introvert. So like, it was a little overwhelming for me to kind of walk in to, you know, a big stadium um, and not really like, you know, know people that were there and stuff. I just kind of went on my own uh, and met people there. And it was amazing. Cause like now this year, you know, I'm sharing a room with somebody that I actually met at VCon last year. So it was a, just such a great, uh, such a great experience. I had, I had so much fun. Um, and I think, you know, Gary was just sort of testing the waters on like what the first one was. So I can't even imagine what he has planned uh, for this one. So I'm super stoked. Yeah, I, I went online and I saw that the um, tickets were NFTs on Ethereum. And they were like, I think... The floor price was one eighty eight, but I don't one hundred eighty eight dollars. I think it's gone up. I'm not sure, but um, when is that coming to? Um, was that September? It is uh, May eighteenth, so just a couple weeks. Oh, May eighteenth. Oh, what's in September? Well, I must be confusing my events. <laughs> so, um, since you've left Web two and you've gone to Web three, uh, how have you how have you liked it? Do you do you prefer the Web three environment to the Web two, or is it just kind of apples to apples or i definitely prefer web3 um when when i first kind of dipped my toe into web3 i mean um i have been in i've been in web3 probably a little bit longer than most um i did invest early in bitcoin uh which helped me a little bit in the beginning to kind of you know establish my fractional marketing um director business um, and I had someone pick up a couple of crypto punks, uh, for me at $6 each and he lost the seed phrase for the wallet. So there is a wallet that, is, that contains two crypto punks that would have been mine if I, uh, if I had actually like followed through and gotten him to, you know, send them over to me, but that's a whole nother story. Um, but web three, when I started kind of really getting into NFTs and, and, you know, what the community is like, 
it reminded me of my early days in Web 2. You know, so there was a point in my career where, you know, I was doing like direct marketing and advertising. Um, and when social was kind of coming up and back then it was like, you know, 2006, I also got into the metaverse and started doing um, content in the metaverse. So I was a metaverse creator and builder like back in 2006. Everything that I experienced in that time was like so super exciting because it was like, wow, what is social going to be? And how is this going to change marketing? And what is the metaverse going to be? And how is that going to change marketing? And it was just so, I got sucked into it creatively. It was so much fun. Um, so just starting to understand like what the metaverse was going to be and, you know, how social media was going to revolutionize things. Like I feel the same way about web three. And I think we're, we're still just like in the very beginning of that. So I love talking to, you know, people that I've known from the agency world, like talking to them about what that's going to mean for advertising, what it's going to mean for big brands, you know, what the technology is going to do and enable in the future. And even going back to my own startup that I had started, which was a legacy planning uh, tool, I do want to go back to it and, and, you know, revisit it as a blockchain enabled tool. So I'm just super bullish about the technology and like NFTs are just fun. And, you know, I don't, I don't think they'll necessarily be like what we end up, you know, using as a primary like method in Web3 down the road. But I just, I love the community surrounding it. It's, it's, I love being in um, any kind of community where it's, you know, we're all kind of working together to create and innovate. Uh, and that's one of the things I just love about being in Web3. I've met so many other amazing people who like love building and collaborating. Uh, so I've made a lot of friends in the space who, you know, we've now like come together and started working on uh, projects together. So that part is super fun for me. Yeah, I, I do. I do love Web3 too. So um, for my last question, um, and then I want to kind of give EJ Saberstein a chance if they have any questions. What was the last NFT that you bought and why? If you don't mind sharing. Oh my gosh. Um, okay, let's see. Let's see. The last one I bought was a season three Avril 15 pass. I didn't really think that it, it would, you know, it would be accessible and that anybody would actually like let go of their, of their season three pass. But you know, I was looking at um I was looking at what they were going for and I was like, oh, maybe I'll, you know, I'll put in an offer on one and if I get it, great. If I don't, you know, it's okay. Um, but I I got one. I put in a, you know, what I thought was a pretty reasonable offer and I got myself a Avril season three pass. So what, what I like um, what is yeah, yeah, what is Avril um season so three pass for, 15, for those for those of us who don't know? Avril 15 is uh, a pretty well-known uh, artist in the space. Well, it's two artists that, that well, it's one artist, but it's a team of two. Um, and their work is just like, they've got an amazing story and lore behind it. But really what I love is the look and the feel of the art. And I love, I love supporting artists in the space. Like I think Web3 has kind of opened the door for artists. It's something I just enjoy. So I, I enjoy collecting art. Um, 
so that's just something that you know I, I recently picked up and I'm I'm super excited about because the mint is going to be probably like this week or next week. Um, so that was the last one I bought. Awesome. Awesome. Well, on that note, I just kind of want to check in with Sabre and EJ, see if they have any questions. And looks like they are good. Um, I'm just going to check in the crowd to see if I have any requests for a question. Nope. All right. Well, on that note, we can, um, um, AMA, would you like to just, uh, give us a final uh, thought or just something that you would like to share with the crowd before we um, go to our announcements and close out the show? Yeah, sure. Um, basically what I would say is, you know, if you, if you know anyone who is a moderator in the space and would be interested in joining um, our angry mods community, um, the pinned tweet on angry mods, NFT, um, the, if you go to my profile, you'll, you'll see a link there for it. Um, and I think you can also get it, uh, get to it through the pin tweet. There is a survey, um, that they can fill out. It's a short survey, but basically I'm looking for, you know, what are you making in the space right now? You know, have you ever been rugged? You know, are you volunteering? Um, cause that information gets given back to the community, you know, so that they can learn from it, um, and grow together. So yeah, please send any, any moderators that you think would be a good fit for the community, uh, over to us. Um, and I am working on, you know, the NFT collection. So like, if you're not a mod, but you are interested in, you know, kind of participating, you know, absolutely feel free to fill it out and join us. And thanks so much for having me. You've been an awesome guest. Thank you so much for coming. Um, again, everyone, if you are interested in checking out AMA's uh, page, we've linked some, we've put some links in the nest that will bring you there. You can see what she's been up to um, and, you know, hang out with her, get to know her. We finally got EJ back in the space. I think he can talk now. Yeah, I think yeah. I can talk now. I'm sorry. I have a terrible service apparently or twitter doesn't like me or or both i don't quite know yet but i did hear your project and i think what you have built is very unique because it's it's community driven which is i think the most important because at the end of the day whether or not the crypto industry ever you know recovers or quote unquote has another bull run i think that community is what keeps it all together so very interesting I know we'll be following along and bands. Great guest. I like to find the guests you find. I love it because I don't always know what's what the guests are until band sends over some information. And I just, I, it's really unique. I, there's this all spectrums of, of what's being built and, and some are very community focused and some are more utility and uh, whatever that means nowadays. But yeah, it's been great. I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend time with us and to cover your project. And also, uh, I'm super jealous the people that you've got to meet in your life. So maybe one day I'll be to your level and get to meet Gary V and interact with all of his associates. And uh, that's very that that's amazing. And uh, have you so have you been? I I had my Twitter going in and out. Did you say you've been to a VCon before? You said it was kind of like. Coachella and something mixed. I think that's what I heard. Yeah, South by Southwest. It was like South by Southwest and Coachella combined. <laughs> okay, well that's that sounds awesome, and I know the team had a great time in New York recently. So uh, 
yeah, that, that that's amazing. And I, I just want to say hats off to you for taking a risk as well. Um, you said Gary encouraged you to just take the leap and you did. So, um, yeah, that's all I really yeah. got to say. I just want to say thank you once again, and thank you for being an entrepreneur, like an entrepreneur who takes risk and isn't afraid to fail. Cause at the end of the day, that's the scariest thing after every, after everything. It's a, that's the one thing in the back of your head every day when you don't have a, a job to clock in, clock out and make a paycheck, you have uh it's all on you. And that's a good thing because then you are your limits, you know? I think that's actually like one of the challenges in the space right now is that web three projects are having a difficult time building, you know, economic models that will support them long-term. So like, you know, depending on secondary royalties and, you know, the reason that people can't really get paid fairly in the space is because the founders themselves in some cases, you know, aren't, aren't being supported and, you know, don't have sources of income. So they're just expected to kind of work for free. <laughs> Everybody in the space is kind of expected to work for free for, for right now. But I hope that we can all like find ways to make Web3 profitable for, for the builders. Uh, because, you know, unless you're, unless you're Yuga Labs, you know, it's a struggle for, for a lot of the founders. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. That's perfectly said. And I know I do my best to try to pay our team, but even then for the amount of work they do, it's, it's so hard while you're trying to build out all your product and your roadmap, um, you know, in our case, games and products and services and smart contracts, it's, it adds up quick. And just like any business, though, you hope you can cash flow within five years, because that's kind of your, that's pretty much the cutoff point after that, the, the government's kind of like, hey, uh, you're not making anything. So you probably need to reevaluate what you're doing. Uh, but I think that if projects just stick through it and have a long-term vision of what what the uh, you know the cash flow or the streams of income look like, that's what matters. And most projects who don't, in the end, if they can't build that over three, four, or five years, then they will be be gone and their mods will be pissed off, and then they'll be coming to your project to let them know all the bullshit they dealt with. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, I really do understand what you're saying. A lot of people, they're get mistreated and they're like well i'll just do it for like no no cost at all really and i'm like well that's that's not fair because then you question it well is your work that bad that you're not going to charge me as much or is the people in the u.s just greedy um and then between founders it's just back and forth your who do we use who do we not use and um yeah it's 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 a journey it's absolutely a journey and i think you've been doing a very good job but i could go on all day i just i'm really intrigued that you have accomplished what you have in such a short time. Um, so keep, keep at it. I know it's hard. I know, I know weeks and months are a lot worse than others, but we can't show that. And in the end, it all, it'll all pay off. I appreciate that. And I hope you're right. <laughs> Thank you. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. We're good. You're, yes. You'll, you'll do great. I know you will. I'm loving what I'm seeing and we'll, we're going to be here to support you. So if we can in any way help you just always reach out. I know we're probably not quite as big as you guys, but we're here to help. Uh, we're, we're small, but we're mighty. Hey, I like it. I like it. Pack a punch, right? You, and that's great. I love it. Thanks, everybody. Sorry, bands, if I took up too much time. No, no, it's I, okay. Listen, so I get, we all become fans. I fangirl sometimes. We all like to do it. I'm into it. So listen, 
Saber. Would you like to wrap us up with some announcements? Absolutely. Yeah, no worries, EJ. When I when we had Anna from Metavix is on, I was fangirling over her a little bit too. So we all do it. I will say Anna Anna's amazing. So uh I don't doubt that. I probably would have been doing the same thing, but that's the first spa- first uh bare bones I've ever missed. And I felt so I messaged her, I felt so bad. And yeah, I agree. Perfect. Okay, so just a few announcements. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, so first, the bridge from Stargaze to Polygon is open. Um, roughly 1,808 skellies have crossed the bridge to Polygon so far, with more crossing every day. Just a reminder that you do not have to bridge. Your skellies can stay on Stargaze if you wish. So it's your choice. Um, nextly, the final elixir drop happened last Friday. So now all 8,000 elixirs are in either the wallets of holders, or you have burned them to receive a ship that contains an evil skelly. Um, every day, <clears throat> sorry guys, EJ will share the skelly of, uh, sorry, I really did something there. Um, so if you have a Bitcoin ordinal, every day, EJ will share the skelly available for your airdrop, and you can react to the post to be added onto the wheel to spin and win that particular skelly. So this keeps it fair and fun. So if you have a Bitcoin ordinal, basically you're getting an airdrop one, but you do have to pay, I believe it's like 30 to $40 just for the inscription because they cost so much now. And so to keep it fair and to keep it fun, um, we're showing you the actual skelly that you that you could get. You just click a, the, you click uh, to react on it and then EJ will add you to the wheel, it'll spin and maybe you will win that. Um, but I believe there will be possibly like up to 50 skellies, depending on how many holders that we have, everybody will be getting one. So you will be getting one, it's not like you're gonna be missing out, but you might miss out on like an aesthetic that you like. Um, but they all, they're all they all like hand done. So it's not like any of them were randomly generated. So they, I think they all look really good. Um, lastly, our Space Skelly Polygon event begins today for the OGs. Each Skelly purchased is an entry into our raffle for $500. Um, it begins today at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and will run for 48 hours. During the event, if you buy two skellies, you will receive 10% Matic back. Five skellies is 15% Matic back. And 15 plus skellies will be 20% Matic back. And that is all I have for the announcements. Um, I'm guessing we're going over to EJ to close out the space with his choose to find the good in the bad and all that jazz. Oh, real uh, quick though. The, hold on. She, before I go to you, Mitch, she added all that jazz. <laughs> get along we meet one day okay babe. i'm all sorry so. <laughs> and all that jazz so listen next week we're going to be joined with um with uh tammy from cypher wars she's going to chat about her project that game so uh waiting for her to confirm but i'm sure we've been we've been planning this for like a month now so can't wait to chat with her and then on that note let us chat with ej Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much once again for taking time out of your days, whether you're in the listener section, panelist. We appreciate you guys more than you know. Um, and if you guys have questions, reach out to any of us. And we wish you the best throughout the week, through the months, through the year. And with that, like we always say, choose to find the good and the bad, no matter what the situation may be. We're always here to help you make the world a better place than it was yesterday. Hold a door, give a hug, tell someone thank you. And with that, guys, we will see you next time. And thank you so much once again for everything. See you guys. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was episode 27 of The Bare Bones of Web 3, hosted by B-Bands with the Space Skellies Gang.
recorded on Monday, April 24th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Nice. I'm going to tell you something. When the world starts to get really bad and these mugs out here robbing, you're going to love digital currency. All these motherfuckers, they be running and gunning And I'm all like, I'm sitting back just having fun in the sun And I'm like one out of a hundred, I'm just building up on it To sum up everything we built her in the last hundred upsets You're getting salty, feeling faulty, you ain't no man I keep robo here, grinning ear to ear, throwing up anarchy Smoking toiletries, spitting philosophies Look at the dossier, we rack like geology There's layers to this shit, like it's sedimentary All these little onion peels getting torn off and buried Imagine the smell, that shit is a vital experience without knowing how you will not survive, period. Uh, <laughs> he's a fucking trip, man. Jimmy, if you Jimmy, if you listen to this, right, you're getting absolutely fucking ripped to death, like on a spaces of a life, you little troglodyte bastard. I hope you fucking listen, I hope you come to my house son. I swear to God, man, I've got fucking loads of weapons and my dogs, man. Yes, you just a little rat, man, one. Fuck off, man. Do one. Fuck off. Harmony. No, no, the wonder you're looking for a fucking job. You fucking idiot. You've just been fucking up the best. Fuck off. Try to change the course of the portion philosophy I'm just here for the corporation sponsored lobotomy Feels like I won the lottery Like I'm ghosting this pottery Chill, Demi Boy, the shit's supposed to be haunting If it wasn't, ain't no puzzle You would try to train your muscle Air dropping like a fatal hustle But the pay is busting Think of all the loss of crew Just to pick up off the tricky custom Not figured all those sub-downs Would make up for something I guess it just goes to show The fuck do I know? At least it's quiet over here I like my little silo It's better than watching them fight Over how to divide my time between Sitting at the desk and the ride home Devs at Mickey D's, they leeching off that Wi-Fi Zapdos and Moldy shipping more than five guys Console open, waiting for the kamikaze When the flash loans bang, they're feeling like paparazzi Snapshot motherfuckers We got layers, meteora jawbreaker We cracking a lot of craters We rapping a lot of pay dirt Maxing out relators Imagine the smell, five dollar wrench to your dark Vader it's, it's really funny uh, to us at Binance That everyone here is talking about uh, blockchain attack. We know who all the validators are. We know, we know where they live. And we're, and we're going to their house. We have a wrench. A big wrench. And we will attack them at the wrench. And then we will take their validator home physically and put it in a truck and drive it to China. Right, so this is an extension of the, the activities you performed on, on BTC, right? Uh, funding and creating these massive uh, Bitcoin mines, putting them in caves, putting them in, in uh, factories that were abandoned in the past, and also using electromagnetic pulse bombs to detonate uh, the USA and the other country mines, right? So you're now applying this strategy to, to Lunk uh, in order to take over the chain, is that correct? Uh, it's more simple. There's no uh, EMP bomb. It's just a van of men in uh, and they have wrench and they're taking the physical validators from people's houses. They are usually very fat and they're usually uh, in the shower with, you know, with trying to wash uh, their mice uh, droppings off their uh, clothes. So it's very simple. We just walk in and we take it. But if there is someone who is sitting at the computer or sleeping at the computer, we, uh, we hit them with the wrench really, really hard. And then they say, stop. Don't do that again. And we say, that's okay. Just mm-hmm. give us your validator note. And then they give it to us and we drive it to China. Ten spaces.